0: the <laughs> <laughs> At least on She tried. That's why they I, I, okay, I mean,
1: i think like to I feel like is the we're here. We're here. more
2: of a person. first more More time. amen praise the lord everybody welcome to life it's your first time here we want to welcome you amen so happy that you've chosen to worship with us we're just going to if you're able to we ask that you stand we're going to open in prayer amen we're just going to ask the god to have his way god of heaven we love you God, we thank you for another opportunity, God, another privilege, God, to stand in your presence, God, to come worship God at your throne. God, we pray today, God, that you would open up the windows of heaven. God, we ask that you would just pour out your blessings. God, pour out your spirit in this house. God, we pray that you would minister. God, to the needs, God, of every man, of every woman. God, that your, your spirit, God, would have its way in this house. God, that you would anoint the man of God as he brings forth your word. God, that you would speak to our hearts today. God, open up the windows of heaven, God, and just pour out your blessings. God, pour out your spirit today. God, we pray, Lord, that your will, God, would be accomplished in this house. God, that every heart, God, that every mind, God, will be brought closer, God, to you. God, we honor you today. God, we praise you. God, we thank you, God, because you're the King of kings. You're the Lord of lords. God, there's nobody like you. There's nobody like you, Jesus. God, I thank you today. God, I praise you. God, I pray that you would trouble. God, the waters of baptism today. God, that someone's sins god would be washed away god that you would fill someone god with the gift of your spirit today god we honor you god we praise you god we thank you today we give you praise we give you glory lord we give you honor we give you thanks today god we pray that you would just anoint the praise team god as they lead us into worship god anoint our hearts and our minds god that you would prepare us god for worship god that you would prepare us god for the preached word today God, we ask that your presence, God, would just have its way. God, break up the fallow ground in our hearts. God, that we could go higher, go go deeper, God, in you. God, we praise you. Lord, we thank you today. God, we ask that you would just have your way. Amen. Amen. Worship with the praise team this morning.
3: It's been heartwarming to witness our children wholeheartedly engaging in worship and praise. We believe in nurturing our spiritual growth and encouraging their participation. However, as their numbers grow at the altar, we kindly request parents' assistance. If your children, or child is under the age of 12, we kindly ask that a parent or an appointed adult accompany them to the altar to worship. And while we cherish their worshipful hearts, we also understand that at times children will be children. And that's when we need a parent to be in vicinity of their children. Can I get an amen? amen? Your presence and guidance will help ensure a safe and meaningful worship experience for everyone. Let's make this worship a beautiful family experience. Like I said, you don't have to be right here with them, but please be somewhere in the vicinity that... If your child is acting up, you can take care of it. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. If you would, turn with me to June. Next week, I'm going to miss you. But I'm going to be with this wonderful, beautiful, lovely lady who I will have been married to at that time for 36 years. We will be thinking
0: about
2: Amen. We will.
3: We will. will. Trust me. Uh, Jude. Verse 14. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of thee, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all, to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds yes. which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches Amen. which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Right. I know that terminology is very straight. I didn't write it. I'm reading it. Come
1: on. Come on. Go, These are
3: murmurers and complainers walking after their own lust, right. and their mouth speaks swelling, great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time. If you were here in the 930 service, you would have heard Brother Munden mention that the Lord was coming back. He says, and there would be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. But ye, point to yourself, hopefully, point to your neighbor. One time it's okay to point. Don't point It's rude to point most times. But ye, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, Praying in the Holy Ghost. Does anybody ever pray in the Holy Ghost before? Bring in the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some, have compassion, making a difference. And others, save with fear. Pulling them out of the fire. Hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. God spoke to me to preach this message. And the title is Pulling Them Out. Pulling Them Out. Amen. Would you lead us in prayer, Pastor? Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, we have come here today, Lord, to hear your word from the man of God, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord, that as he speaks, Lord, that we would know, Lord, that this, Lord, is a message directly from you, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Open up our ears, our understanding, Lord. Pour it into us spiritually, Lord, where we may hear your word, Lord, and follow your commandment, Lord Jesus, and your commission, Lord, to spread the word, the gospel, Lord, and truth. Let
0: us live it. Let us walk it. Let us love it, Lord. We thank you we praise you. We plead your blood in Jesus' name. And the congregation said, amen. Amen. Amen.
3: Amen. Praise God. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Pulling them out. I was six years old. I lived in a country town named Rockmark, Georgia. My grandfather lived in one house and my grandmother and my uncle and my mother and I lived next door. Behind us were hundreds, I don't know, maybe even thousands of acres back there. It just went on and on. I would have this period of time between the time the school bus dropped me off and the time my grandmother knew I was there to do whatever I wanted to do. Generally, I'd take my bag of all these papers that had grades on them that I'd done that day that's how they used to do it. It wasn't on the internet or you couldn't see it that way. And I would take them out of the woods. And I would go through them. Well, my mother's not online today.
1: And anything
3: that was an A or B, I kept in my back. And anything that was a C, D, or an F, or worse, I wadded it up right there in those woods, behind that house, far enough away that I knew my mother would never come this far in those woods. (laughs) One of those specific days, this six-year-old ventured out, dropped my bag, kept my good, great grades. I was an A and B student. Just ask my (laughs) mom. She will tell you. My dog, Charlie, was out there, and as we always did, we'd play in the woods for a little bit. Anybody ever do that, old school folk? Yeah, we just go out there and play in the woods. Man, I, I'd find broken limbs and try to build huts and rake up pine straw, and it was better than Mattel, anything Mattel put out. And... uh. I began to explore this day. I don't know why, but Grandma hadn't called me in, and Charlotte was going one way, and, and we kept going around a new corner, and we'd find some new find, some treasure, some fallen limb or a pond or something. off in the way that we kept going and going and going, I'd always kind of kept these places marked so I could get back. I remember that tree right there and I keep going and then I point to another tree and I keep going and, and, and I kept going and going and going and then all of a sudden, it, you know, minutes went by and then hours had gone by and then I believe it was probably around 9, 9.30 and it was getting dark outside. Dogs started howling. To a six-year-old, wolves and coyotes were howling. I would yell and no one would answer. The more I went and the more I kept going, the more lost I became. In the meantime, my mother, my grandmother, my grandfather, my uncle, had begun to organize a search party. I didn't know all this. They had called the police. They had called the fire department. They had called all the neighbors around. Have you seen him? And no one had seen me. And then, neighbors people that didn't know me they began to get in their trucks and their cars with their flashlights and they began to search all through those woods and they were looking for me because i was lost and they had a flashlight and they were trying to help find me finally i would yell and there was no answer this little six-year-old would scream in the darkness Nobody would call back. I didn't know what I was going to do. And then I yelled one time, and I heard some voice way off in the distance. Hello! I yelled again and went toward that voice. They'd yell, and then I'd go toward them. I'd yell, and they'd come toward me. And finally, this man with this big flashlight, at least I thought it was a big flashlight, met me. And led me back to his house, made sure I was safe, and took me home to my mother, who was extremely relieved late at night that night. Verse 22 said, and some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. This wouldn't be the only time I'd be lost. It wouldn't be the only time I'd get lost. And I, i've been raised in a small country community not a lot of kids i had to find my own stuff to get into and i attended a small school and i went to a small country church and uh and, and we connected with a lot of people and, and, and i was I, I was good and then my mother was a nurse and she found out that they paid a pretty good bit more at the bigger hospital in the bigger city Near us, so we uprooted and we moved to the city. And as we moved to the city, I was 13, 14, 15, and 16, and I found myself lost again. I would go to school, and I made friends. And me and my friends, we we weren't always good kids. I mean, we were good at heart, but we didn't do good things. And I remember first time. I don't remember if it was his idea or my idea. We were going to go into a convenience store and get some cigarettes for our dad
1: when the the clerk
3: would ask. And it makes sense. A lot of people came from around there and got cigarettes for their dad. I would venture over later to where we'd find some adult hanging out that we knew, young adult but still an adult. And we'd ask him to get us some of those. They weren't Diet Cokes. How about that? I wouldn't have drank Diet Coke anyways at that age. The alcohol would then lead to finding some things that didn't smell like those cigarettes we bought anymore. And I found myself struggling as a 14 and 15 and 16 year old hanging out with adults that were getting into all kinds of mess and trouble and had all kinds of things that 13, 14, 15, and 16-year-olds should not get into. It was a different kind of loss than the loss I was in the woods, but it was still a very real loss. I don't know how I did not die when I was a young man because there were many instances that I should have lost my life. And the church here today is called, the Scripture says, to make a difference. Called to have compassion. And can I tell you that our ministries here, our community ministries, our children's ministries, our youth ministries, our families and marriage, our media and our uh, hostess and our greeting and all our sound ministries, our music ministries and our coffee shop ministry They're all designed to have compassion on people. compassion. Ephesians 4 32 says this. Be ye kind one to another. Yes. Yes. Did you know we're supposed to be that in the church? Yes. No. Yes. Did y'all know we're all supposed to be kind one to another? Yes. Be ye kind one to another. That's scripture. That's the word of God. Tender hearted. Forgiving one another. Whoa. No, I really don't have to do that, do I?
1: Yes. Even,
3: I mean I can I, I can forgive but not forget. right? Anybody ever said that? And even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you, did he forgive or forget? 1 Peter 3 and 8, finally be ye of all one mind, having compassion, there's that word, one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful and be courteous. Now, Webster says this word, compassion, sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with a desire to alleviate it. So being aware of someone else's distress and then having a desire to alleviate it is compassion. And Jesus said of some, having compassion making a difference. And then he goes on in verse 23, though, and he says, And others, save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. These would hate the garment even spotted by the flesh. Oh, hallelujah. I think of Brother Billy Wilson back when Brother Big Gordon, who's in the children's church back there, but Brother Big Gordon would talk about when, when he was born again of the water and spirit, how Brother Wilson would come out there and climb those steps of that barracks and they would knock on the door. It's church time. It's time to go to the house of God. I, I think of somebody saving with fear. Somebody getting out of their own selves and out of their own duties and out of seventh from Adam prophesied of thee saying behold the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against them that was me that was me when I was that age when I was young I was a mess And I was living life as a mess. And then somehow or another, God rescued me. I don't know if he sent an angel or sent my wife or what he did, but he got me out of all that mess for a while. And then then as we were married and had a child at that time, I began to venture back to the non-diet coast. And I was heading down a path that I would call lost. I would just plain and simply say, I was lost. I was lost. And the Lord was coming back. The Lord was coming back with 10,000 of His saints. And I was not where I needed to be. I was not what I needed to be. is our purpose? Is it just to say we're Christians to repent, get baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, live a holiness lifestyle, and then just live life? Is that all we're supposed to do? Is it okay to just do that and that's it and nothing else? I'm a Christian.
0: Is that okay? Or is our purpose
3: greater than that? Did God, To the Holy Ghost, apostolic. Just my wife and I just got in the Holy Ghost. We both worked as paramedics for our EMS system. We're based out of a trauma center there, and we were called to the side of a busy highway in a place where multiple people had had multiple wrecks that ended multiple lives. These four guys worked construction. It was a Friday. I remember it like it was today. It was raining. I mean, it was pouring rain. These guys, because it was raining, they were off work. And they stopped early to get some of those Diet coats that weren't Diet coats. And they would gotten a load of them. And they were all packed in their vehicle tight. And they were going home from work, and that vehicle started spinning. And then it started hitting other vehicles. And before you know it, we had four critical patients out there on the side of that highway. One, my wife and I, I don't know how we ended up in the same ambulance. We didn't technically work together, but we ended up together. We were carrying, if I remember if my memory serves me right, we were carrying this man to the trauma center and we got there and we were concerned about inter- internal injuries. We were concerned about all of those things. and we got there and we got him into that trauma room. and the doctor came in and the nurses came in and we were like, we're, we got him here. We're, you know every, everything. We, we did what we were supposed to do. And he looked good. His blood pressure was normal. It was 120 over 80 or something around that. His heart rate was 80 or 90, and his respirations were steady. Everything was good. He looked good. His color looked good. And then laying there on that bed, that in, those internal injuries started happening. And I'm not sure. I, I am actually sure what was going on. What was what was happening to him. And we both knew what that feeling was because there was no fire around. And we prayed for that man. And those professionals worked on that man. And as a paramedic, I never wanted to lose anybody. And as a preacher, I never wanted anybody to be lost. But this man, his breath left him. His blood pressure stopped his heart rate quit and he didn't make
1: it.
3: He was gone. How many people in our lives live that close to the fire? How many people does God allow us to go by daily that are that close to the fire? We were all lost. Every one of us were lost. But when I was lost, I had family members inviting me to church. Come on. They, they knew I was going to say something negative. They knew I was going to say no, but they mustered up enough Holy Ghost shrink to come face to face with me and just, and, and a, and they didn't have anything. Man, we want you to come to church. Expecting a negative reply. Y'all ever expected that negative reply? Yeah. They, got, they, they, got, they mustered up. And then all of a sudden, I heard about one of my closest friends in high school who. He went to this church and he got the Holy Ghost. And he was baptized in Jesus' name. And my eye went up a little bit. I don't know if I can do it. But what's going on here? You know. And he got the Holy Ghost and he was just as wild as a buck as I was. He got into as much stuff, if not more, than me. And I took note. And then we went to a wedding. You, you were on duty. You are on assignment. You are on mission. No matter where you are, if God has saved you, if God has filled you with the Holy Ghost, you don't go anywhere that you're not on assignment. And we went to this wedding and we went out to eat and God put this man in my passage. close friend from high school now this man prayed just simply prayed at the table all part of the ministry of compassion surrounding my lost soul next or before actually i'm at the wedding and this guy I, I, I'm just as mean-faced as I can be, nobody better really. ask me to come to church, come here. Anybody like that, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm just at a wedding. This preacher comes up to a young preacher in the church. He says, hey, man, how you doing? What's your name? You know, all, all, all that. And, hey, I, I'm like, hey, man. And, and I just felt something. Just felt something. I, I, I can't explain it. And then he says, hey, <laughs> man. Why don't you come to church with us? And I did. It was for a few weeks. God filled me with the Holy Ghost. You gotta fill her with the Holy Ghost. A few weeks later we were baptized. one of those were divinely placed in my life by God to pull me out of the fire or to have compassion on
2: Once again, it's a good time. You point. But it's, it's not rude.
3: You're the salt of the earth. Now, don't point again. Just a minute. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It's him. Don't, don't point your finger.
1: Don't do it. Don't do it. No.
3: Do it. Do it. it is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. All right. Then you get your finger back out. You're the light of the world, so You're the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. finger back up. Neither do man light a candle. He put it under a bushel. But on a candlestick, flip that hand up. on a candlestick that it gives light unto all that are in the house. Verse 16. Seeking the Lord this morning, I feel like I got this answer. What is your bushel for? You worked to get that bushel where it was. And that bushel is part of sustaining your life. Or your livestock's life, which is what you eat, what you do, your work, your food your livelihood, your lifestyle. And here he says, don't put it under your bushel. Are too many people reveling in the blessings of God that they forgot once that they were lost. They forgot that when they were lost, God sent somebody into their life to witness to them. Yeah, the closer they are.
1: Because well, they start acting out. When they start acting out, you know God's got it. Oh God. he got a bullseye eye right on there.
4: Sometimes it's difficult pulling people out of the Bible. Right. People in life are lost. Do you know somebody that's lost? Don't raise your hand. They don't know God.
3: They've never heard the gospel. They need somebody in their life. Are you the only person God has placed in their life? Are you the only one God has placed in this specific person's life? God has placed you beside them. God has placed you beside them at work, in the desk next to you, in the house next to you, in the neighborhood next to you, in the car next to you, you know, when you're way Thinking about lost in, in gentler terms.
0: Not quite, you know, lost as uh,
3: Jesse Taylor in that song was, but lost from an aspect of
2: they just need a little direction, a gentler term.
3: Maybe they were found and now they're driven. Maybe they were front sliding and now they're like, Y'all said
1: I mean, it.
3: And sometimes you look at people and you can tell they're lost.
1: They're misdirected.
3: They want to hear the voice of God. But things have happened in their life and they can't hear the voice of God. They need encouragement. They may even need a stronger word. God ever sent you to somebody with a stronger word than just compassion.
1: Maybe
3: he sent you to knock on somebody's door and say, hey, church starts in an hour. Are you coming? You working beside them next week and they're flying all those curse words. You like go you fixing to make me invite them to church, ain't you? <laughs> hey, we have a special service Sunday. Sir, did you go to church? <laughs> Mr. Eck, Mark 16 says, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every preacher. He that believeth and is baptized, shall we saved. He that believeth not, shall be damned, and these signs shall follow them that believe, in my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them, they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover, go and preach, go and teach, go and have compassion, go, go and witness, go and buy. Go tell somebody what God's done for you. Go share your testimony with somebody. Go go share what God's doing in your life with someone that needs it done in their life. And you help them. And, and he says when you do this and they receive it, you help them. You'll cast out devils out of their life. They'll cast out devils out of other people's lives. Things they've been about. Mal- Child, God will send somebody to have compassion on yours. Your child is a fast living and somebody's reaching them right now. Guess what? If you're reaching somebody. God will send somebody to reach yours. I said that in the name of Jesus and I believe it with everything I've got. I had this dream. I've been praying, seeking God. In the midst of praying and seeking God, God starts speaking to me in a dream. And and, and I've had experiences like this before, maybe not quite this powerful. And I won't say it's scriptural or anything like that, but I will say, I believe it has some allegorical descriptions in it. And I, I, I saw in this dream, as I was praying with people, I saw this city, and it was like it was coming down. And there was this big giant bridge reaching this city. And there was this big giant light over this city. It was beautiful. I was on this bridge. And I wanted nothing more than to go to the city. And then all of a sudden, as I was on this bridge, and there was just this ocean, and I remember the ocean having different levels in it. And it, it's like, it, like a beach. It, it went out, and it was shallow, and then it, I, I was able to see that it got deeper and deeper and continued, and the waves and the swells, they became larger and larger the further out you get. And then all of a sudden, I wasn't on the bridge anymore. I was in a boat in the water that the bridge was over. And in the dream, I said, what is this? And I heard a voice say, this is a sea of lostness." And I grabbed the life ring and it had a rope. And I began to throw it, pull people in. Everything I had. I was alone on this boat, and I was just bringing people in. And then all of a sudden, after I brought some people in, I started seeing people I knew. I started seeing people I went to church with. And I would throw that out there, and I would bring them in, and I would call them by name, and I said, what are you doing here? And one of them said, I was offended. And it called me. And I pulled them on the boat. I threw another one out and I pulled somebody else out. What are you doing here? Pastor, I got hurt. I couldn't get over
2: it. They weren't
3: lost like we think of lost. But they were definitely in the shallow waters of loss. I threw another. Why are you out here? see. And I, John, saw the holy city New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is of men. He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself, God himself, God himself, shall be with them and be their God. And listen to this, and God shall wipe Somebody's been asking why so many tears. God, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. None. There shall be neither sorrow nor crying. people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge and their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst and this is what gets me right here verse 14 therefore hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure I want to be on the bridge, metaphorically, to New Jerusalem. And that's my ultimate goal. But before I go, I've got to take my life saver. And I've got to reach every soul I can. I've got to witness to every person I can witness to. I, I've got to This is what Brother Monday read in first service. Whosoever offereth praise, glorify me, and him that ordereth his conversation, all right. Will I show that wasn't actually it. Here it is. And I go to prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you unto myself where I am there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, in the way you know. Jesus has prepared a place for you. He's prepared a place for us. But in the meantime, we're just not called to be good Christians. We're not just called to be good people. We're not just called to, you know, do what we do. We're called to reach every soul. God places us around. these altars in a moment for everyone that realizes this morning your mission is more than your mission your calling is more than your calling that you are a soul because your soul has been won and because your soul has been won and because somebody rescued you now your mission has to be to go rescue someone else somebody's lost and you've got to be one of those in your house That grabs your flashlight and says, I'm going out to find this six-year-old that's out in the woods. I I know my supper's waiting, and I'll get that when I get back, but right now somebody's lost, and I've got a you, are not where you need to be and what you need to be, but God has designed you for more than that and you feel lost. I want you to know these altars are open. All you got to do is come up here and reach out to God and the God of glory is going to reach back to you. And brothers and sisters in Christ that love you are going to surround you and they're going to simply and gently lay hand on you and God's going to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, this water is warm. Find somebody. Find an usher. Find a hostess that say, I want to be baptized today. I don't want to be lost. I don't want to be lost. And allow them to, allow them to show you where the changing room is because God's want you to change your life. This altar is open today. This altar is open today. There's some saints of God. You've been saved. But God's calling on you to be more. God's preaching to you to do more. Oh, Pastor, I I, I don't see that many people. I, I, I work from the house. Well, guess what? How many chat rooms have you been in? How many Facebooks have you been on? How many Twitters have you been on? Have you reached out to somebody? Have you sent a direct message to somebody? pray like this, here I am God, I am called for more than what I've done and than what I've seen, but I know that you have placed me on mission, God I know that you've given a purpose in my life, that I am here and I'm going to do your will and God I'm going to be a witness to those I'm supposed to witness to. I'm going to let my light shine around those that I'm supposed to let my light shine around. And God, I'm going to reach into the fire when I'm called to reach into the fire. And I'm going to pull people out, Lord, in the name of Jesus. You've called me for greater things. You've called me for a greater purpose, God. So here I am. Use me, Lord. Here I am.
2: Uh, there will be breakaways so You don't want to miss that. Saturday, Saturday we'll have uh, the Youth Valentine's Day fundraiser prep at 12 p.m. See Christy if you don't know what that's about. And then Saturday evening will be a married date night at Crab Jor in Savannah. So, if you're going to that or plan to go to that, you need to get with Brother Banks today, so they can get a head count because they're going to have to make reservations. Amen. Also 7:30 here at the church. There'll be a meeting to talk about all that. Amen. Also, the CFC Christmas for Christ collections. Uh, for those that missed it, last week was the cutoff, but you can also turn yours in today if you hadn't done that already. Amen. As you're as we go ahead and pray and dismiss, you can you can bring your offerings um, and then you you can be dismissed. God of heaven, we love you today. Thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, God, for your presence. Lord, for your for Your word, God, that was preached today. God, we're so thankful, God, that we have the opportunity, God, the privilege, God, to come into your house, come into your presence. God, we don't take it for granted. We don't take it lightly. God, help us to take this word today. God, to apply it, God, to our hearts, to our minds. God, that we'll be disciple makers. God, that we'll be witnesses. God, that we would save those, God, that needs saving. God, that we would pull those, God, from the flames, as it were. God, that we would win the lost, God, at any cost. God, we thank you. We praise you. We ask your blessings upon this congregation. In Jesus' name.